Hello, welcome to the Deep Overstock Fiction Podcast. Each week, we invite a writer published in the Deep Overstock Literary Journal to read and discuss a piece from our archives. Yes, this is the exact structure as a New York fiction podcast. Thank you, Deborah Treesman. This week, we have Hannah Collins on the show reading The Hunter by Mickey Collins, published in the Paranormal Romance issue of November 2018. As I sat in this diner, I can't stop smiling as I think of her. Even while I went around asking questions of the townsfolk, I had to stifle myself. My mind isn't on food or the missing guys anymore. It's just her. The story was chosen by Hannah Collins, who has published stories in the Paranormal Romance and Western issues of Deep Overstock. Hannah also works for a zine called What Time Are You Off? It's a journal focused on women and non-binary people's stories and art that details personal accounts of getting hit on while working in retail. Next due date for that will be August 13th. So Hannah, you've chosen The Hunter by Mickey Collins, which was published in the Paranormal Romance issue. Why this story? What makes The Hunter so special? So I chose it, I mean... Mostly because my husband is Mickey, so I feel like I'm kind of biased. <laughs> but um, I I really like it. I feel like you can read it and kind of like really like picture it, kind of like you're watching like a TV show. For me personally, I feel like that's the way that I read. Um, I'm like a really visual person, so I really love having like a movie play out in my head while I'm reading something. So while I read this, I was like, yes, I can totally just like imagine this as like a TV show or a movie or something like that. Yes, it does paint a strong visual image, definitely. So what was it about the story that was so conducive in painting an image in your mind? So my my story, the monster that I wrote also in Paranormal Romance, um, we were kind of thinking like, I could write a story and then he could write a story and they can be kind of like intertwined with each other. Um, So his story is about a supernatural hunter, uh, like a monster hunter. If it doesn't show, I am a huge fan of the TV show Supernatural. (laughs) Uh, It's very nerdy. Uh, (laughs) um, So I kind of was getting inspiration from that. Mickey, he's not as much interested in Supernatural, and that's totally fine. It's not for everybody. Um, so we we kind of, I kind of had this idea th- and threw it at him, like, hey, what if we did, like, I wrote a story coming from the monster's point of view, and then you wrote the story from the hunter's point of view. Um, and so we kind of, we wrote separately and then kind of would come back and be like, okay, so what's your character's name? this is my character's name. (laughs) Like, what is, you know, what is his kind of like personality? Um, Is he kind of a dick or, (laughs) you know, is he kind of like a manly man who's, who's very like confident, I guess you could say. And I feel like he kind of like took that. Yeah. This, this guy is a hunter and he's very confident in what he does, but he's kind of like, well, I don't want to spoil the story. (laughs) So I shouldn't say much. (laughs) Yes, the story is coming up. Yeah, exactly. That's very interesting. You brought up the show Supernatural. I'm familiar with it. Um, So it almost seems like both your stories are sort of companion pieces and are reminiscent maybe to the contrast that you see in the show between Dean and Sam Winchester. So 
I, 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 li- I like that. Yeah, and I, I kind of took uh, um, inspiration from one of the episodes from, like, I think, like, season five, I think. There's a monster. They're called wraiths, and they kind of feed on human, like, brain fluids. They have... <laughs> This is so gross. Um, they have like this spike uh, that comes out of their wrist and they um, inject or not inject, but they like put their spike in the person's brain <laughs> and eats their brain fluids. Um, and then the person feels like like dopamine. And so I told Mickey that and he was like, oh, that's really cool. So my character is going to get kind of as as the story progresses, like he's going to be like really obsessed with her and like feel really happy about her and just like cannot get away from this woman who he doesn't know is a monster so i i really enjoyed that concept i guess okay that's that's a first i think i've never heard somebody inspired by brain fluids and <laughs> monsters that devour it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah because i mean i didn't want it to to be just like oh it's a vampire oh it's a werewolf or you know i wanted something like kind of uh more interesting i guess Right, and and I think that's the trick with a lot of these uh, monster stories. There's a lot of tropes, cliches, redundant ideas out there. So yeah, exactly. See a fresh take is is something that I think people gravitate towards. Exactly. Now, here's Hannah Collins reading The Hunter by Mickey Collins. A new job, a new journal. If found, please bring this journal to the police, for it means I have been killed by less than normal means. Through my sources, I heard there were some missing people in a small town. People no one would care about in a dead-end town no one pays any attention to. No one except for people like me. That's how monsters get away with things. They hunt where no one thinks anyone would pay attention. I pay attention. The town is smaller than I thought, but big enough to hide any number of foul creatures here. I must be careful who I say what to. Word gets around quickly when someone sticks out. I need a drink. That's where I saw her, dancing, singing in the bar for a couple of locals. We made eye contact. My scars itched. I'd been taken in by girls before, both normal and not. The normal ones were always crazier. At least with monsters, you know what they want from you. While she sang, I tried making nice with the barflies. All I got were glazed-over looks. Even the bartender was clammed up. I drank to pass the time until she finished singing. She came up to me afterwards. I have that power. I always attract danger and women. I guess I stared a little longer than I meant to, on account of the drink. Can I help you? She asked. She noticed my looks. I just wanted to tell you, you sounded really good. I smiled at her. Thank you. The name's Lila, by the way. Her voice was sing-song even off the stage. She offered her hand and I noticed a lack of claws. A good start. I introduced myself and offered to get her a drink. She accepted, of course. We talked for a bit. She wasn't much of a talker, which, in my experience, meant she only wanted one thing. I asked her back to my hotel room. I'm a great judge of character. Scars aside, I've been at this occupation a long time and haven't been killed yet. I'm a little surprised to find her in my bed this morning as I write up last night's events. The hangover isn't a surprise and it makes it a little harder to remember everything. But I do feel happy, something I haven't been feeling in a long time on the road. My head itches a bit. The mosquito probably got in last night and feasted on me. 
damn parasites. She's waking up now. I offered her breakfast, but she said she had to go. I wasn't feeling hungry either, I admitted, but she couldn't even stay for coffee. I suppose I had better follow up on some leads, try and find the missing persons next of kins. No luck. They were all loners. As I sat in this diner, I can't stop smiling as I think of her. Even while I went around asking questions of the townsfolk, I had to stifle myself. My mind isn't on food or the missing guys anymore. It's just her. I should go back to the bar. It isn't just a coincidence that most of the folk had been drunks, hung out at the bar most of the time, but maybe I'd see her again. I sure hope so. Signs seemed to point to the bartender, quiet, serving up drinks, wondering if he maybe spiked my drink, why I'm feeling so good, why I'm wanting to go back. Or is it the girl? The bartender still didn't say much when I started to pry, just that some regulars haven't been seen in weeks. No real problem, except for their drink tabs. If it weren't for me trying to stay incognito, I'd think about taking him outside and getting him to talk. She'd be impressed. But I can't draw any attention. She's up on stage singing again. Instead, I offer to pay off the drunk's tabs. That lightens his mood, and my wallet considerably. Did you notice anyone unusual hanging around them before they left? No, not really. Did they know each other? Outside of the bar? No, I don't think so. Any weird behavior? Apart from their normal drunk rants, one of them started acting especially crazy the day I last saw him. He was convinced that I was poisoning him. I let him go for a while. He wasn't hurting anyone, but then he started going after Lila. Said she was the enemy or something. I kicked him out after that, and I haven't seen him since. That was maybe two weeks ago? He was a regular before that, but I'm not offended if he found another sucker to listen to his problems, especially with how he left. Lila was finished with her set as I finished up with the bartender. There was something about her, something my gut was telling me to look closer into. Last night was fun. Or maybe it was just my dumb old heart pulling me toward her. Yeah, you seem to have a good time, she cooed back at me. Did you want to do it again sometime? Maybe, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes? I needed to have her again. It was a thirst I couldn't control. She laughed. You come on strong, don't you? You should know, I laughed. She seemed reserved, then suddenly she reversed. You know what? Why not? It actually took me by surprise. I had a string of questions for her as we walked back to my hotel but she danced around all of them like she did on stage. Sorry I haven't written in a while. Lila and I have been seeing more and more of each other. Except tonight. She said she had something else to do, but that was fine by me. It's supposed to be a full moon tonight, a time when the supernatural is more active, so I wouldn't want her to be out anyways. Even if she was protected by me, I wouldn't want to be responsible for another one. I decided to take the night off from Lila and focus back on the case. If there even is a case. Since I've been in town, there haven't been any more attacks reported. Perhaps the creature took one look at me and fled for the next town. I wouldn't blame him. I patrol the town anyways. It's awfully quiet and awfully dark, pitch black except for the moonlight in some places. I keep looking over my shoulder. I naturally find my way to the bar, even though Lila isn't performing tonight. I promised her I would stay away, so I keep walking by I can't keep my promise to leave her alone like she asked, especially when it's a full moon night. The shadows seem alive tonight. I call her, but she doesn't pick up. 
I would go over to her place if I knew where she lived, but we always ended up in my hotel room. I tried calling a few more times. I've left a couple of messages and a dozen texts. I need to see her. I was finally able to get a hold of her. She told me she had a friend in town last night, which is why she wanted her privacy. Who was this friend? More important than me? I love her. She keeps giving me the brush off, brushing me off. I'm tired. Feeling tired more and more. It must be this sleepy little town. Nothing's been going on for weeks. But there's something here. I know it. I should move on, but I can't. I asked Lila to leave with me. She says she can't. Another Lila-less night. I'm at the bar despite her... Her... Whatever. She's not here. In the alleyway next to the bar, I heard a trash can get knocked over. In the dark, I could see a drunkard. No, two drunkards, stumbling. I decided not to get involved and continued down the road. And then I heard a scream. And Lila's voice? By the time I was back in the alley, the drunks were gone. I couldn't shake the feeling I heard Lila in the alley. But maybe I heard her voice coming from inside the bar? Lila's banging on the door. My hotel door. I saw her in the alley with another man, but she was attacking him. Through the door, she's saying it was self-defense, that he was getting handsy with her after her performance. But I was in the bar. She wasn't there. He was screaming. Why was he screaming? She's a monster. Why didn't I see this coming? The paranoia, psychotic episodes, the headaches. I always fall for them. If this is my last journal entry, then so be it. At least I'll go out swinging. That was Hannah Collins reading The Hunter by Mickey Collins. It's certainly an interesting piece. What did you like about the story in particular? I mean, it's okay, I guess. No, okay. <laughs> I I don't know. Like I just really like how easy you can you can tell what his character what his like personality is and also that it's kind of written like a journal just like like a hunter's journal or something like that um and like i said before like since his story is kind of intertwined with my story i i would eventually in the future would love to have us both read them out loud together just to kind of like see you know like him read one paragraph i read one paragraph and him read the um like the speech or whether like what they're saying or whatever i think it's kind of like a interesting idea and i hope that people when they read it in the journal when it originally came out that they got that <laughs> when when they read it <laughs> uh what about this story more so than others from that issue outside of maybe mickey being your husband Really, really made this one stand out for you. I apologize if, if I keep going back to what I previously said. I feel like because I am such a visual person and I do love making like movies in my head when I'm reading that I loved how this story made me feel like I was watching something or like watching a, a show. So yeah, so I think that's kind of why I like it so much. Also, I really, it's fun reading it out loud too. And, and sometimes... I feel like you don't really know how to read a story out loud if you didn't write it. But even though I didn't write this one, I felt like I could really like, read it out loud very well. Does that make sense? No, I absolutely get that. Um, so did you find any parallels between your story and his? Because you also, as you said, published a, a companion piece called The Monster under the name Hannah Broadbent. Yes. 
pre-marriage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's like we kind of wrote our own stories and and came back to like, okay, so here's where I am in it and then here's where he is in it. She's having like two different perspectives. Um and then the points where they meet up together like they meet in a bar so I kind of like tell her side of the story and then he tells his side of the story so I guess that's kind of like the biggest parallels and I feel like our writing is pretty different as well I mean I don't I don't think it's like horribly different I'm I probably honestly wouldn't consider myself a writer (laughs) um I I usually do more uh hands-on artsy stuff like painting drawing photography stuff like that so I've never really been that much into writing um, until more recently. But I feel like I, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I like I like writing. <laughs> so I think it was being able to write with him, with Mickey, really made it a lot easier to write, I guess. Absolutely. It sounds like you guys worked better when you were together um, in terms of writing individual yeah. stories. And then figuring out how to tie them together because you guys did write interesting pieces that interweave and, and flow with each other. So yeah, yeah, that was, it was, it was a very good piece from both of you guys. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I feel like you can definitely tell like going into like the, the Western I wrote that uh, the red bandana, I feel like that's definitely different than like something that he would write. Cause I feel like he, he's way smarter than I am. especially with writing and puns and stuff like that so he's really smart with his words whereas with me I'm not (laughs) and that's why I feel like I am a better uh artist with like painting and drawing uh than writing and talking (laughs) uh so I think I think that's what makes us a good team too so how did you feel about the his version of the story in terms of character development pacing tone right um i think i mean i think it's it's good (laughs) um i i it's hard to say with like the character development because he starts off just being kind of cocky um and just like yeah i'm a monster hunter like oh i can get these ladies in bed whatever but then the more he spends time with my character the more she's kind of like feeding on him and taking his brain fluid uh, <laughs> and just kind of like making him a little crazy for her uh so i think he did an, a good job kind of like representing that side of it so i guess that would be kind of character development Forced character development, I guess. <laughs> so I don't think I necessarily need to ask this question, but because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm assuming it's assured. But will you be reading any more of Mickey Collins' work in the future? <laughs> I mean, if I have to, <laughs> <laughs> if he forces it upon me, then yes, <laughs> um, yes. No, I like I said, he's really good with his words um, and how he writes. And he's really smart with how he writes uh, and funny, uh, whereas I don't think I am. <laughs> so I like reading his stuff. Um, and I, th- yeah, I think he's really smart. You know, what can I say? <laughs> I married the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good enough reason, I suppose. Okay, so do you have any final words or suggestions on 
perhaps expanding this narrative you guys built together or yeah um i think it would be really fun to write like a second part to this i mean again i don't want to spoil it because stuff happens at the end so (laughs) um you get more of a sense of what happens to his character at the end of my story um it's a more of a final thing that happens um but yeah no i feel like uh doing something really similar to this not necessarily with the same characters would be really fun to do i feel like with his story it's it's pretty it's pretty good so i don't think i would (laughs) change anything in it but yeah no i i think it'd be fun to do like maybe like a different genre or something like that with like the same like um idea of having like an intertwined story interesting interesting so it sounds like the origins of life could be a pretty good starting point for another collaboration between you two. Ooh, yeah that'd be interesting yeah <laughs> you come up with something absolutely <laughs> okay well thank you so much hannah for coming on to the show and reading the hunter by mickey collins yeah of course thank you for having me That was Hannah Collins reading and discussing The Hunter by Mickey Collins from our Paranormal Romance issue published in November 2018. Cover art by Ariel Cusby. You've been listening to the Deep Overstock Fiction Podcast. Our theme music is the song Take Me Higher by Jazz Har. Join us again in two weeks, and don't forget to submit for our next issue, Origins of Life, for September 1st. Visit deepoverstock.com slash submissions for specific guidelines.